This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun. And remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the history of bad ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. History of Bad Ideas, episode number 277. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. Yay! Jim's not here this week. Nope. Nope. He's too good for us this week. He had week. a sports contest to go watch. Ooh, sports got Professional cornhole? No. Oh. I was on a business trip uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were at the local bar, a local brewery, uh, and my coworkers and I were quite impressed that there is a professional cornhole league. And we were more impressed or shocked, I guess, that they didn't make it in the hole every single time. I know. I, <laughs> I must have been flipping channels a week or so, two weeks ago. You may have watched the same thing I did. It might have been. And these guys were throwing And I went, for these guys to be the best of the best, they're really not doing that well. No, and the women kicked their ass. I, uh, I only saw, like, the last round, so I didn't see anything else. So they're not on the level of darters? No, no. Professional the, darters? Yeah, no. where you can get 180 yeah. every throw. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it was interesting because um, when, I, when I was looking, or uh, when we were watching it, uh, there was like f- three of us from the, my work. We were at the bar watching it. And then there was like six other people at the bar, and we're, nobody knew each other except for us. And then it started as the night went on. Everybody really got into this whole thing about the cornhole. And everybody's like, these guys are horrible. Like, what is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> it but brought you all together. It did bring us all together. And then somebody said something about a podcast. And, and uh, you said, that's not me. No, no. Oh. One of my coworkers goes, this asshole over here has a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, I you doing? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So uh, I think that person listened. So we moved up by one. <laughs> so that was good. That we was have good. one additional listener. So Thank your you. business trip paid off. <laughs> sure it did. It was two nights without kids. Yes, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, but anyway, so welcome, everybody. Uh, we are yes. here this week. Uh, excited because Game of Thrones showed another episode this week, Jeff. It did. Ooh, I watched it. How was it? 
It was great. <sighs> Better I, than first episode? No. No. I heard there was a lot of sex. Oh, man. <laughs> I've got three things I need to talk was about. Was there a lot of sex or just one sex? There was just one sex. A lot of okay. allusions to other sex, but only one sex. Please, explain. Daenerys? No, nope. but I can talk about Daenerys for a second. The first two episodes, if you are a listener and watcher of Game of Thrones, they're making Daenerys out to be a bad guy. They're making it look like she's going to be a bad guy. They're making it look like it, or you think they're making her look like, or making her become a bad guy in order to throw Is plot she the white-haired twists. woman? Yes. Yeah, she's Who's the Xerxes? white-haired hot chick. She's Xerxes. Yes. <laughs> The, uh, Xerxes is the blonde, but not white-haired. Okay. Is she the good guy? She could be technically... Xerxes is the bad guy. Oh, okay. Red hair. Red short hair, maybe. But not as red as Sansa. Oh, is that Dark Is that dark Phoenix? Yeah. Yes. Is she as bad of an actress in that as she is in the X-Men? Yes. Because yeah. in the X-Men, she's horrible. She is, she is horrible. She's the, got a lot of plain delivery. The, the biggest difference is... She's allowed to have an English accent on Game of Thrones, or she's playing an American in America. So, so trying to trying to cover up her accent is what is makes it worse in uh, the X Men, but it's still not good. Uh, let me ask you this: I'll let you guys get back to Game of Thrones. Um, are you excited about Dark Phoenix at all? Did you see the trailer? I did not see the trailer. You should see the new trailer. I'll show it to you after the show. Or I'll just wait till the movie comes out and make my own decision based it, on it the It looks movie. Age of Apocalypse bad. And it kind of looks like, what's the X-Men third one that they did? Time uh, Travelers? No, the no, third no, before the Time Travelers. X-Men Go Back Into Time? No, that was before the Time Traveling. It was X-Men, before. X-Men Reboot? Um, no, it's, time. it's before it's, the reboot, it's, actually. It's the X-Men, we should reboot it after we do this movie. Because it's so uh-huh. bad. The but, Last Stand. Now, Yes. The last day before we reboot and go back in time? Yes. Here's the issue. They It looks like it's a remake of The Last Stand. And I'm like, why are you remaking this? No. Well, they tried to tell the Dark Phoenix saga in The Last Stand. They failed. And they did miserable. So this would be better than The Last they Stand. They still brought back the same guy. Simon Kingberg, or whatever his name is. He didn't direct it. No, but he wrote, he was one of the producers, and he's producing this one. See, the problem that they keep forgetting is, like, when you take a comic strip, or I'm sorry, a comic book that took, like, five years worth of Mm buildup to the storyline, and you try to tell that story in just two hours. 120 minutes. Uh, Batman v Superman did a great job with that. (laughs) Did you see a different Batman v Superman than I did? Oh, I read the book. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. My bad. My bad. Why is he mad at him? I don't know. <laughs> Do they have the same mom? I uh, think so. Martha? Maybe? No, I, I saw the trailer. Is it the one that uh, features Quicksilver? Is that the yeah. speedy, flashy yeah. guy? Qui- uh, I know that was at least entertaining. Spoiler. He runs fast, and it goes slow motion, and he has headphones on. Yeah. Oh, just in case you didn't know. If you haven't seen the last two... <laughs> That would be the only one I would be okay with bringing over. So my question is, does his headphones speed up the sound so the sound is, like, his normal so. speed? Or is he, like, running real fast and gets through, like, two notes of the song? That's a good call because it lay, leads you to believe that it's not that. Like, it's going the same... Or are they, like, special headphones that, like, 
go to his speed. I'll be honest. This is. Uh, I think the music was playing in real time. I believe it was Fox. So they pretty much just slowed everybody else down. Yes. Okay. It is Fox, so they did not think about that. Um, I'm happy they actually put a. Well, no, I'm not happy that they put another film out. I don't care. <laughs> so, anyways, go back to Game of Thrones about Daenerys and Xerxes having sex. Neither of them did. Neither uh, of them had sex. Certainly no. not with each other. Okay. No. Damn it. Xerxes wasn't even in this episode, was she? No, she wasn't. Four episodes left. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, battle, big battle of Winterfell that everybody's been looking forward to. But before we get to the, the, the big topic, which is Arya, uh, the, the Crips. Yes. They're not going to be safe. What you they've, mean? They've spent the past two episodes talking about how everybody's going to be safe down in the crypts, and you know that's not going to be. You mean the people who can make the dead come back to life? The best place to hide from them is in the place where you bury your dead. Yeah, in a mausoleum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yay! Yay! <laughs> exactly. And then you know had the the parallels of uh, Sir Davos uh, serving onion soup. Or whatever the heck it was, gruel, <laughs> chicken soup to everybody. For uh, you know, after after Oliver got his second share, you know, two grown men come <laughs> up and say, "Hey, oh, we're scared and we're not fighters." And Davos is like, "Well, you know, neither was I, but I survived the battle, or whatever." And, you know, basically saying, "Suck it up, Buttercup." Yeah, <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, more or in less. So okay. many words in 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 Winterfellian, you know, in uh, Westerosi. Yeah, and then the little girl comes up. I want to fight and kill. Dead White Walkers and defend my family. Well, yes, you will, little girl. Go to the crypts and you'll be safe and protect people down there. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, great. You're not. So you're saying there's a chance that Leanna Mormont could survive this? Leanna Mormont, correct. Be- she wasn't she's, going to go yeah, to the Yeah, she's crypts. fighting on the front lines with everybody or she's commanding her troops That's right. on the battlefield. I'm like, crap. I That's have right. her in the death pole. The little she bear can't die next episode. The little bear is going to fight. So, you know, so, so if sticking it, so know. if they come up through the crypts and then everybody on the field survives and they just get the people from behind. Yeah, there there are two two theories that play into this. <sighs> okay, uh, the first theory, of course, is that the Night King is actually a Stark. So if he is actually a Stark, he knows how to get into the crypts. Oh, good point. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, Pretty much in the books, they even believe that yep. the first Night King or yeah. the Night King was a Stark. Yep. And then the other theory is is that uh, children of the forest uh, look like actual children, and so they think the, the 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 foreshadowing of the little girl wanting to fight the bad guys down in the you know protection in the crypts that uh, maybe the White Walkers will be are scared of human children or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. So they'll come through the crypts and run across all the children and run away scared? Uh, maybe initially, not not sure how to oh. react, and then kill them. I'm going to say they've killed plenty of young children. They killed Ned Umber just yeah. the episode yeah, before. Yeah, so exactly. So kind of, that, that theory's got a little bit of holes in it, you know. But, uh, all right, let's, let's talk about the, the, the scene that really disturbed me. That disturbed you? Yes, it did. Wow. There's, there's two scenes that have disturbed me in the Game of Thrones. I mean, you know, all the blood, all the gore, the, the Benioff and Weiss uh, perverty, or someone would say open-minded. Peter Dinklage sleeping with a dragon. and everything. Yeah, two scenes that have disturbed me. I, I'm not, you know, the, the shocker, you know, there were shocking scenes like Ned Stark getting beheaded, 
you know, the Red Wedding. Uh, I cheered when the little boy got murdered. Oh, Joffrey. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I feel so ashamed. No, the little boy died. And uh, there are two scenes that really, really, really disturbed me. The first was uh, the Ramsey's raping of Sansa. Yeah. Because that was a really disturbing scene. The other disturbing scene is watching a little girl from the age of 12 <laughs> over the past several seasons and then seeing her naked in a sex scene was kind of disturbing. Yeah, but, but she's like 21. Yeah, I know. She's not but 12. By show standards, she was, no, she's, she was 12 years old approximately when the show started. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was nine years ago. I know, <laughs> but she's always little Arya's dark, man. Now she's like naked and having sex on the screen, and you're just like, this is disturbing. How many so, TV you know, shows? How many TV shows have ever done this? Is this the first TV show to do it where they got a little girl that starts out, you know, in the TV series, and then when she becomes legal, the producers or the guys that write her are like, yeah, let's get her naked and have a sex scene. Uh, Full well, H- Full House did it. Yeah. How, how many oh, other well, shows? I don't watch Full House. <laughs> How many other shows what? have nudity in it, though? There's no naked full house. I had you convinced. Oh, no. I'll let you know, like, every soap opera will do it, except they won't show nudity. But when they grow yeah. up, they go on and have yeah. sex and then have their own children, and those children grow up and do the same thing. Yeah, but nobody watches soap operas. Come on. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, but seriously, I, I I just found well, I, I wouldn't say disturbing. I, maybe it was disturbing on a on a maybe psychological or emotional level because you've already associate little Arya Stark as the little girl that survived and being tough. So you don't think of her as a full grown woman, and she still is pretty diminutive. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe that that little Arya Stark would would have sex. Oh my I'm God, I'm fine with her killing the forty eight people she killed. Oh, in I can live with that. That's, graphic that's, ways. Yeah, that's called violent graphic <laughs> violence. We all love that. Oh yeah. All right. So, well, what you're describing is what I felt years and years ago when little Alyssa Milano from uh, that, who's the boss? From, oh, who's the she boss? Was in the vampires kiss and then embrace of a vampire. Get it right. This Jason Sorry. guy and he talks about how he loves Alyssa Milano's tits and I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said it in a classy way. <laughs> okay, there was nothing classy about what you said. I said Maybe dinner not. plates. <laughs> dinner plates. <laughs> saucers. Yeah, th- that's not classy. Or tea saucers. <laughs> but but I, I'm like, no, Alyssa Milano is the 13-year-old girl from Who's the Boss? Why are you talking about her like that? Because she was 21, and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, 56 yeah. minutes and an hour and three minutes into it. Um, yeah, like, but, but I was... I was Alyssa Milano's age, at the, you know, roughly, you, at the time when she was in you TV. Were older. You were older. Slightly. But now that I'm older and she's older, it's like, hey, you know, here you go. You know, Arya Stark, you know, I'm still a full-grown man. Yeah. When I and first I'm looking saw her as a young, Stark, late, young I was girl. in my late 30s. Now that I'm in my late 40s, she looks yeah. a lot better. True. <laughs> but the one good thing about Arya, Arya's sex scene is all the... Uh, Internet jokes that spawn from it. Oh yeah, you <laughs> know that's memes. coming. You know, <laughs> she got her spear from Gendry. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, you know, the first two episodes, I mean, they were showing her, and she was like giving long, hard stares to Gendry, and you could see it coming. And so after the first scene where she's giving him the old, you know, long, hard stare. You know, every time after that, before they engage, you know, conversation with each other, stuff like that, you know, Arya's doing the Arya long, hard stare. 
and I started making jokes because I'm watching this, you know, with uh, you know, with the old lady and, and my father-in-law and and uh, Doctor Bednar and uh, my sister-in-law. And so anytime Arya came on and she's looking at Gendry, I was like, oh, there's a fine specimen of a blacksmith. There's a good-looking man. <laughs> and of course, you know, this freaks my father-in-law out because he's like. What's, what's up with Blake? What's, because I had a previous joke where my trainer, my my physical trainer, who's a, a big muscle builder uh, guy, turns out you know he was gay because I have no gaydar, and I didn't know it until after he got married and he was showing me the photos. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Where's your wife? And, and, uh. as, and as a big joke, yeah, exactly. As a big joke, I was showing the pictures to uh, my wife and father-in-law at their house. And I'm like, hey, I'm joking around. Hey, this is a lot of man, because he is. He's a lot of man. And that freaked my father-in-law out. So now every time Arya was coming on, I'd be like, oh, yeah, look at that fine man of a blacksmith. And it still kind of freaks him out a little bit. It's kind of funny. Which is why you do it. Which is why exactly why I do it. Does your father-in-law still live with you? No. Oh, okay. Just saying. And maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I told him he looked like a lot of man one morning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that no. Did you close the vent? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's when I shut the bathroom door. No, oh. I, oh, shit. No, no, it's not. Seriously. But no, I, I, the, the Aria thing did kind of disturb me just a little bit because, you know, yeah, I still think of her little Aria, even though she's a little assassin. Uh, you know, it was a little, it was a little rough. It but, was. you know, one or both of them are dead now. Yes. And so here Why? it is. Nobody have died the in the first two. Yeah, you have sex. You have the sex, you die. You have the sex. Yeah. That's right. So Gendry's going to bite it. Yep. I don't think they're going to kill um, Arya off that quickly. But it, it will be interesting to see, out of all the people sitting around the fireplace, saying, yep, we're all going to die in the morning. Let's have some wine. Uh, Tormund's lines were great. <laughs> I love Tormund's lines. Or they were awesome. Uh, and basically the second episode was Jamie Lannister going around saying, Hey, what's up? I'm not that man from before. <laughs> so is Jon Snow going to win the throne? Oh, no. Jon Snow makes the mistake, maybe, of telling Daenerys right before the battle, Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Aegon Targaryen. Oh, who told you that? Uh, my brother and my best friend. <laughs> there you go. That's basically what Daenerys said. There you go. Of course they did. That was my thought, too, when I was watching And, and her, her first response is, you have a claim to the Iron Throne. Not like, oh, really? Let's think about this. Oh, wait. Hold on. You mean you're my nephew? What? Oh, wait. Hold on. Her first response was, you have a claim to the Iron Throne, which goes in line with Daenerys possibly becoming a bad guy or them spinning it to make her look like a bad guy. I think they're just trying to make you th- kind of like they did last season when they looked like they spent the whole season looking like Sansa and Arya are going to hate yeah. each other. And Littlefinger thought he was getting the upper hand on him, and then they they got know, him. Teamed up, yeah, they him teamed up. And they him. got him. I think that's what they're doing now again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and you know, Jamie going around making amends, more or less. He's gonna die. You think he dies in the next episode? No, no. Jamie has to kill Cersei, or does Tyrion kill Cersei? Uh, I I just think it's got to be Jamie. It's been that. It, it's been in my head since season one. That he's gonna kill her. That that it's gonna be Jamie that It'd kills be pretty, her. It'd be pretty. It would be pretty wild if it if it is him. Although when they are on the battlements and they're talking, having a conversation, and and Jamie's like, "Oh look, look over there," I was like, "Duck!" 
He goes like Braun shooting a crossbow bolt at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what I was thinking? Duck. No. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what Braun. We'll see what Braun does when he comes into the game. And if he's not in the Battle of Winterfell, then we know Tyrion, Jamie survived the battle yeah, yeah. because Bronn didn't make it there yet for that storyline. Well, Bronn did promise years ago that he would give Tyrion the chance to double whatever offer. No. Did he actually promise that? Or did, did Tyrion always say, no matter what they're paying you, I'll double it? Yeah. Yeah, so he's made the offer. I, we don't know if Bronn's ever said, yeah, Well, okay. Bron, Bron's chasing the money. The only reason he would kill Tyrion is for the money, mm-hmm. so if he can get more money to not kill Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or does he grow conscious? Well, then he won't take yeah, any money and yeah, not kill yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll find out what happens. But, All right. Uh, spoiler alert, the crypts aren't safe. What about the bloods? And uh, Arya is pregnant. Damn, that was quick. And uh, Gendry takes over, um, you know, the Baratheon territories. Yeah. Well, the, the Stormlands. Yeah. So the Baratheons and Starks do hook up together. That's right. And the Targaryens are with Targaryens, just like they always been. Okay. So we're going back to the old days. Exactly. All right. Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, see? Yeah. yeah. Uh. All right, Jason, you don't have to be bored anymore. I'm sorry, what? Anyways. Uh, Speak of, you know, nice segue. Uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones oh. into uh, this weekend and next weekend, Society Children's Theater has Sleeping Beauty <laughs> at the uh, uh, Taft Theater. You can get your tickets if you go to SocietyChildrensTheater.com, just let you guys know. It's not really Sleeping Beauty. No, she kicks some ass in it, and there's a lot more princesses in it. Stop it. So it's Awake, not ruin awake Beauty? Yeah, it is. Uh. So anyway, so Sleeping Beauty, it's great. Tickets start at 10 bucks. Uh, so go down there and take uh, right. get them. Where do they uh, end at? Uh, 30, I think. Okay. Which actually isn't bad at all. No, 30 is not bad. Uh, it's a good time, though. Uh, we take our kids a lot. So uh, just to let you know, uh, it's uh, Sensei Children's Theater uh, online. And you can uh, also look on our Facebook page at the History of Bad Ideas because we have it on there, too. Uh, go take a look at those beauties. Stop it. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, speak of beauties, uh, Nick Cage's wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blake, please explain this to you. Oh, sorry. This segment is dedicated to Michael Leal. Michael Leal. Because he said that we stole this from him, so I took a picture of our what? outline to show that we actually had this on here. We only found out the latest part. So, tell us what happened. Nicholas Cage, greatest actor of our generation. Married for four days. What had happened? It, had it annulled. Do you he... think they jumped into it? Uh, yeah, he did, because apparently he found out that she has a criminal background. And they were both drunk. And they were both drunk. Oh, go figure. Was they got married in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got married in Vegas. And well, there was video of them yelling at each other right before they walked down the aisle. Like, get into a huge fight. Uh, foreshadowing. So, how, uh, how else do you well, take, you know, yeah. do you uh, come back from an annulment after four days? Well, karaoke. She's, uh, yes. filing for, uh... <laughs> She's spousal yeah, support. Spousal support I'm like, after four yeah, days Yeah, four-day marriage. marriage is annulled. It's not even a divorce. So, so annulment <laughs> is like, it didn't really happen. Yeah, well, but she's entitled to spousal support. Now. I would say with an annulment, you are? I, I, I think at least... She ten, was, hey, she was married. I she think at least $10,000 per day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's a go, going right for... If you had to put up with a Nicolas Cage for four days, I think that's a fair price. Uh, let's see here. So what you're saying is she's an expensive whore. 
Yes. Stop it. Very. Nicholas Cage is too. Uh, so how do you uh, take care of yourself after that? How do you, you know, redeem yourself? You go to a karaoke bar after the annulment, if you're Nicholas Cage, and you sing Purple Rain very, very angrily. He, <laughs> I found somebody that sings worse than me. No, you didn't. Purple mm. Rain. It was still better than you. Purple Rain. It's a country song? Why do we have Purple Rain? I think he's making up the words again. I don't know the words. <laughs> Purple Kool-Aid. 1999. Party like it's 1999. <laughs> 1999 is the name. Does I don't know what tune that was. Party like it's 1999. <laughs> is that Prince? Uh, making up whatever tune is you that want. Prince? That's Prince. Sure. The tune isn't that the words are. <laughs> okay. He says party like 1999, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So are tonight, using, I'm going to party are like you, it's 1999. You know, you're yeah. just saying those words is better singing than me. <laughs> 2000, zero, zero, party over oops, out of time. Party like it's 1999. No? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, any, yes, Nick Cage. <laughs> four days of marriage, causes, costs him spousal support for life. If you would like to see Nicolas Cage sing, go to our Facebook page at The History of Bad Ideas and thank Michael Leal for it because well, you're the only purveyor of news online. So how much money did Nick Cage make in that four-day marriage that she thinks she's set up a lifestyle? Uh, he did that... 16 direct-to-DVD movies in that time. Okay. So I think he's okay. <laughs> because the guy who... And one music video. <laughs> a guy who pretty much had to declare bankruptcy and sell like all his houses is not somebody you're really going to get a lot of money out of. To, in Nicolas Cage's defense, he did declare bankruptcy in front of his uh, actors. I declare, declare bankruptcy! bankruptcy. <laughs> and he is, after all, a Coppola. Oh, uh, he is. Mm-hmm. Better director than Sophia. No. no. Oh, oh, no, actor, actor. No. But, well, well so, Sophia was a terror. If you... Well, yeah, you're right. She's a great director. You're a horrible actress. She's a great director, not a good actress. Although, we give her a sport. We give her an A for effort. (laughs) (laughs) You tried. She really didn't want to, but. She was thrown into it. She was thrown into it because. Because Winona Ryder quit. That's right. Ugh. Look. You're looking, Winona Ryder? Yeah. She gives us the best gif of all time. Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, acceptance speech of their uh, Emmy on Stranger Things. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I do have a spoiler for uh, our, our movie news for this weekend about it being the lowest grossing Easter weekend for movies. Is it? Ever? You guys didn't know? No. Nope. Oh, shit. Well, here's what makes it funny. I thought Endgame started this weekend. Oh. And I didn't go to the movies or go see Shazam because I didn't want to battle the Endgame crowds. Oh. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to go to the movie theaters this week to see Shazam or Endgame for that matter. I'll wait a couple weeks because I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm grumpy and I don't want to battle the crowds. And then the news is like, oh, this is the lowest grossing Easter weekend movie ever. I'm like... What? <laughs> Endgame bombed at the box office? Yeah. I took the over on 260 million against Jason. How in the hell is this the lowest endgame ever? I can't believe this. It made zero. <laughs> it made zero is the worst. And then I'm like, I so I had to go and I had to go look at the weekend returns, and endgame wasn't in the top five. I'm like, holy shit, it didn't even make the top five. And I had to keep reading. Oh, Endgame premieres next week. I'm like, oh, that's why. You're next an idiot. Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think their pre-sales yeah. already have. They're expecting like two hundred fifty million. million. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about expecting. I'm talking about what's been sold already. Jeez, old Pete. I'm gonna look that up. We'll be there. Yes. We'll be there. Is Jim going with us? No, Jim is working. Okay, so it's me. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. So makes it even better because I'm off on Friday. Oh, so. I'm sorry. No, it's only half of what I thought. It sold over 120 million. Pre sale? Pre sale. They're expecting 260 million, 250. 250 to 60. So there you go. So yeah, that's pretty funny. I was uh, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know. We're, uh, I'm one weekend off on the net on the end game. Well, breakthrough. Yeah. I thought breakthrough would make 250 million. We'll get to that in box office news. Uh, I love Christian based movies, and you, you love uh, what we do in the shadows too, don't you? Oh God. Okay, so I was two episodes behind, so you're, I started watching up? it. I'm Have caught you seen up. All four? Oh my God, it's amazing. The werewolves pissing in the bushes. <laughs> 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 what we do in the shadows is on FX. It is a fucking awesome film, show. It is. Um, it is pretty funny. It's about three vampires, and they live together. Four vampires, if you count the emotional vampire. Energy vampire. Energy, energy vampire. vampire. Sorry, energy. His girlfriend yes. was the emotional, emotional. vampire. Yes. And uh, the energy vampire just sucks people's energy away at work and everything else. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other three are real vampires, and uh, they, they turned a LARPer into a vampire. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like how she died, and then they went to pr- put her in the ambulance, and she got up. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Pretty much. Uh, you were dead. I think we should take you to the hospital. I think you need you to come back. Out. No, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I do like when they turn into bats. They yell bat. 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 <laughs> uh, this week's episode, they had Nick Kroll on as the club bound as the uh, club. Manhattan. The, Sam the Deviant? Yeah, Sam the Deviant, Deviant controls Manhattan. Yeah, he's the yeah the vampire that controls Manhattan. Yeah. So they go to Manhattan to, uh, <laughs> because the overlord or whoever it is, the supreme vampire, is at has, their has house. Has come from the old country. And, and he wants, wants to know he, why they haven't, they haven't conquered, conquered America yet. Yeah, <laughs> they yes. haven't con- and the three guys are like, uh, or three vampires are like, uh, we conquered this street. <laughs> the streets in like uh, one house over. Yeah. <laughs> and so when they go to Manhattan. On Stat- for... Staten Island, <laughs> not Manhattan. We're seeing the devious. That's right. You know, I runs did, Manhattan. I did like uh, they go to Manhattan, get uh, get control, help uh, form a truce so they can get alliance. Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. We'll yes. get an alliance. So uh, what do you bring to it? I give you Manhattan. Or I help you with Manhattan, and you give me, we got our street. <laughs> and, um, and we got these two streets. <laughs> you got two streets? Well, it's our street. A couple houses. <laughs> it is a hilarious show. The werewolf support pack. <laughs> and I like it. So then another episode, they attack a werewolf's attack. And they have to have a face-off, one-on-one. That was hilarious. That was And they're on top funny. of a roof. Yeah. And how do they get rid of... How do the vampires win? Spoiler alert. <laughs> they have to pick their weapons. So he's going through. There's, like, rapier, sword, battle axe, like, nunchucks, mace. He picks Chew up... toy. He, yes, he picks up a plastic bone. And he starts to face him. He throws it off the cliff. The guy... And there's a pack, and they all yell, no! And he runs after it and jumps off the cliff. And he lands off the roof, the ten stories the down. Yeah. And, and the, the best, best part is when they're walking away, it's like, hey, if we find it, do we get to keep it? They're talking about the bone. Yeah. The two toy? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> and I, <laughs> the funny thing is he's out there, and he's showing his topiary. And he, yeah. starts, like, he starts, 
what is that? God damn it, I smell werewolf piss. <laughs> and he pisses him. He pisses him off. Yeah. And they all come back just to piss him off. And they show him they're all pissing all over his garden. His bushes. <laughs> bushes and stuff. His bushes shaped yeah. like women's body yes. parts. That he's had sex with. <laughs> yeah. Vulva. Well, at first he's like, this is what, my mother? Yeah. Yeah, the first and, one. Is and I was mother. like. That doesn't look... Oh, I get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I see it. <laughs> oh, my God. That mo- that show is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty... Werewolf support pack. And uh, the energy vampire dating an emotional vampire at work is hilarious because <laughs> yeah. she's... At first, when they were competing for... Yeah. Uh, they were <laughs> competing for energy in the office. You know, my cat... was pretty funny. My cat's <laughs> dying, and I have to sleep at the office because I'm using all the money. Oh, <laughs> Was it Evie? Evie, yeah. Evie, Evie, Evie. Yeah, Evie. Emotional, emotional vampire. vampire. <laughs> and then they started dating. <laughs> and then he kept walking away after he broke her up with her. Yeah. And she's like, don't go. What? No, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, the best part is when they're out to dinner and they're, they're sucking... Sucking the energy, energy from the, emotion from the waiter yeah. as he's waiting on them. That's pretty The funny. city council meeting was pretty funny. Oh, that was, that was the... If you haven't Collins, seen it, you need to see it. Collins' reaction at the end of the final city the council meeting. The emotional vampire? Yeah. He, he, he's getting turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can stand. <laughs> Excuse me. Come I on, we're getting out of here. No, I can't get up. I can't stand up for a while. <laughs> and I like how they got rid of... They framed the one councilman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. It is a funny show. Like, um, excuse me, I have to go do a mass feeding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you need to. Um, it's just really fucking funny. Yeah, I can't get over it. I, I did like, what we've even talked about the best part, the witch's hat. Oh. The skin yeah, what is that sucking on the back of my head? Witch's anus. <laughs> the guy had a witch's a hat made of skin from witch's a witch. Skin, yes. Witch's skin. And it basically was cursed. <laughs> and I like how every time he took, put it on, the one guy started dying. <laughs> yes. Take it off. Oh, Guillermo. Yeah, poor Guillermo. Yeah. I did like uh, he was he thought on his an- ten year anniversary of working with the vampires that he would become a vampire yeah. and say the guy wanted a sequin pillow <laughs> or a picture. Yeah, a picture <laughs> of them together. Yeah, <laughs> a funny show. I can't stop. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It is good. Of course, yeah. we just spoiled everything. All four everybody. episodes. <laughs> All four episodes. Sorry. It's kind of like The Office meets uh, the Monsters. Yeah. Modern day. Uh, speaking of that, before you guys, uh, before we started our show, the office was on Comedy Central. They were showing the uh, Niagara Falls episode, the, the wedding. That might be one of my favorite ones. Mm. That might be uh, just because, and uh, it was just because they destroy Kevin's shoes. <laughs> Sir, we had to uh, <laughs> incinerate them. <laughs> uh, and I did like that uh, when Michael Scott's driving. He's got the sunglasses. Oh man. Fell asleep there for a couple minutes. <laughs> that was some really dark sunglasses. <laughs> and he ended up with Pam's uh, mom. That was a... Yeah. I'm only going to do her harder. <laughs> Stop <laughs> dating my mom. I'm only going to date her harder. <laughs> Anyways, uh, poll of the week on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast. What Disney Plus original series are you most looking forward to? Disney Plus has a lot of episodes coming out, or series coming out. Uh, they have the Star Wars Mandalorian. Uh, they have Falcon and Winter Soldier. They have Monsters at Work with most of the original cast back. Uh, and Marvel's What If. It's a cartoon series about what if what? Uh, things could happen. Like, what if Thanos didn't get the Infinity Gauntlet and Tony Stark did? 
So they have. That's an actual episode? I don't know. Oh. It is now. You got me excited. Oh. Can't stand up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so in last place, Monsters at Work with 11%. Uh, in third place, 21%, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And winning 41% to 27%, The Mandalorian over Marvel's What If. Not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the What If started coming on strong at the end, and a lot of people uh, have wanted to see it. So I think the potential is there to make it really good. So we'll see. Well, The Mandalorians play mandolins. Yes. That's actually what it's about. It's not bounty hunting. That's what I thought. Uh, the and tr- then they'll use the uh, other mandolins to cut their onions very thinly. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, trailer leaked online uh, from Star Wars Celebration last weekend. Leaked. Well, somebody had a phone and filmed it. <gasps> oh, my Allegedly. God. They don't expect people to try to sneak phones into these things? So, anyways, this leaked. It looked pretty damn good. Uh, IG-88's in it. And he has a role. <laughs> Basketball <yeah>. player. <laughs> uh, Dengar's in it. Yay! I don't think he is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Bosk is in it. I think. If it's not Dengar, it doesn't matter. Dengar is uh, just wrapping himself in toilet paper. That's fine. We okay. show Bosk like, uh, eating flies and... That's Greedo. Nat. <laughs> Bosk is uh, looking for shoes the whole yeah. time. To hey, go buddy. hide in. <laughs> he puts shoes on. They, their claws rip. I can't put any good shoes. And that's how he talks too. My name is Bosk. <laughs> anyway, do they get you to do the voice? Yes, they did. I do. You have any I, flies I can eat? I can't say for sure that I'm in uh, the Mandalorian as a voice actor, but I am not saying I'm not. What but about you can very actually pronounce mice. that word? So you must have been involved. Mandalorian. With I know. Yeah. I, I'm really kind of surprised that I did. Do you have a heat lamp? <laughs> Sit over there, Greedo. <laughs> no, I just want to see Greedo under a heat lamp. <laughs> uh, anyways. Bosk, isn't he a lizard? Bosk is lizard looking. Yeah, yes. but Greedo is too. No. No, Greedo's fish looking. Is he fish looking? More so than lizard. Okay, Greedo's just going to walk He's around like, saying, just just keep swimming. We're just going to do that. Puffer head fish. Ooh. Big head puffer fish. fish. Dengar just looks like an idiot. Sorry, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Dengar was the coolest of them all. No. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. Uh, follow us on Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're also on nerdly.co.uk. G'day, governor. Hello, Vicka. Wanker. Uh, we're also on uh, WeBeGeeksPC.com. We're also on Danger Entertainment. Danger Entertainment. With Michael Leal, the sexiest comic book writer out there. Just say it, Miguel Leal. My name is Miguel Leal. I have come to write books and sex your women. Ha ha ha. And not in that order. (laughs) I've come to sex your books and write about your women. And I'm all out of pencils. Anyways. Uh, my, my wife won't let me do that anymore. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, and we're on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. We're also on Geek Life Radio, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, every Friday. Us in 40 going on 14. And Twitter. And Twitter, Bad Ideas Podcast. Jason runs the official Twitter account. Uh, let's do some listener feedback, Blake. Blake. 
time for our loud noise listener feedback. Loud noises. And it's uh, brought to you by either the Philippines Declaration of War Against Canada or Melinda Gates, How to Stay Married to a Billionaire for 25 Years. How do you? Do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Although, uh... Because he's rich! uh, Mrs. Bezos didn't follow those rules. No, she became, like, uh, what, the fourth richest woman in the world by divorce? I thought she became the richest woman in the world by divorce. Or the richest woman in the world by divorce. After she took 25%, she didn't need 50. She was like, 25%? Okay, it's fine. Okay. Or, <laughs> or Philippines President Duterte declaring war against Canada because they're dumping all their trash on his country. <laughs> then uh, don't live in the currents coming from Canada. That's all I have to say. Uh, apparently the Canadians broke the rules and dropped off another gazillion tons of garbage into Manila shipping. Uh, all right. <laughs> Anyways... Still in order listener not, feedback here. That's right. In order not to <laughs> offend people, you know, it's now the, the loud listener feedback. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to what was it? Well, the explosive device. Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, we start off with uh, this guy named uh, Doge. Number one fan. Can't give yourself a nickname. Formerly Number seven. Ape hands. Uh, all right. Uh, so to kick off our special Disney episode this evening... Uh, when Disney Plus comes out, every episode of The Simpsons will be on it. How many will you watch, and what are your favorite episodes? Jeff, you're a bigger Simpsons fan than I am, so I'll let you answer this one. Jim's the biggest. Um, what's your favorite episodes? My favorite episode is the softball episode. Okay. Any other good ones? Um, I'm sure there are. We could probably do a top five. The... I just remembered the bits more so than the actual the plots, actual. like like the great Ralph Wiggum lines. Those are always great. Yeah, almost kind of like Simpson. Oh no, South Park. Not the episodes, but just episodes. Mm. Like when I start singing Floppy Wiener at the beginning of Game of mm. Thrones. Wiener, wiener, and it freaks my father in law out. Floppy Wiener. Everything is freaking your father in law <laughs> out. Um, I I like the um, what do you call it. Um, the episode where his mom, Homer's mom comes back the first time. That was a really good episode. Uh, I like Camp Krusty. Uh, when they take over the camp, uh, Bart and uh, his friends take over camp like Lord of the Flies. Uh, just because Ralph Wiggum has the cat paint, uh, the cat face that, paint. That wasn't Camp Krusty. Wasn't it? The Lord of the Flies one was the one where they got stranded on an That's right. Okay. Island. They did have a Camp Krusty, though, where yeah. that took over, too. Yes. Uh, I like when um, monorail. monorail, monorail. I call the big one bitey. Love that episode. Uh, I did. There, there's a lot of them. So like. everything within the first five seasons. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's a gazillion Simpson episodes now. Uh, the Homer when he becomes fat so he can get disability. He <laughs> <laughs> gets stuck in the tank. You know what the Simpsons do becomes real life. <laughs> so does that mean Lisa Simpson is going to be our next president? I hope so. I didn't like the future episodes when they went to the future. Well, she had to take over. She had she had to run for president to make to uh, fix the mess that Donald Trump left. Is that what it was? <laughs> wow, I'm telling you, it's futuristic. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good episodes. I I will probably go back and watch a lot of the first couple seasons. Probably episode seasons two through 
I'd be more interested in seeing the ones that I haven't been watching for the last 10 years to see. (laughs) Catch up. Uh, That's the problem is there'll be some good moments in those, but an overall good episode is few and far In the last 10 years, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no offense. I mean, it's been on 27 years. Well, one, they don't know how to end an episode anymore. Oh, George Lucas write it? Uh, Pretty much. Uh, Let's do an arena full of animal, alien animals. That was your favorite one, Attack of the Clips? No, that was the worst of all. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got uh, from Randall Holt, currently watching the Venom movie. It's not good. Wow. Really not good. Well, I think that was a, like a live-action tweet. Oh, okay. At the time that he was I, I watching it. I want to see it. the Venom movie. I haven't seen it. I thought it was just okay. He said it was... I said... Well, if it's on, you know, HBO or something, you know, maybe I'll take a look. And I was like, I was going to pay for it, rent it. He's like, don't do that. Don't do that. One dollar for Redbox. I don't have Redbox. You don't need to have Redbox. I know. I just realized that. After <laughs> I said that. Oh, going back to uh, Doug's question, uh, none, because I ain't paying for Disney+. Plus. I am. I'll be there. Yeah, we know you. Opening are. line, opening day. Can't wait. All I know is I'll I'll just somehow get Jason to sign in on my devices and (laughs) keep it. (laughs) Uh, Corrections from Dev. The Mm. Psy Guy. He said, donkeys slash asses are the domesticated ancestors of the African wild ass. A mule is a hybrid animal of a horse and a donkey. Male donkeys are jacks and females are jennies. Jenny. Making a jackass just another term for a donkey and not a completely different animal. Mule specifically refers to the hybrid of a female horse and a jackass. Henny is a hybrid of a male horse and a female donkey. Thank you, Dev. We were talking about uh, donkeys and all their jackasses. Yeah, last week. So we appreciate that. I was about to say, what did we do to deserve that? Ass explanation. Ah! You put it on your list. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of asses, That's correct. We got on Twitter right now. Alyssa Milano. Bob. Oh, it's in the place. <laughs> Bob culture or pop culture. Bob naked culture, areas. Pop culture. Naked areas. Butt. Let me get this right. It wasn't the a full naked butt. Pop was, culture it cafe. A, it was a top naked butt. The pop culture cafe. Yes. The pop culture cafe. The the pop culture cafe. A TPC cafe. That's States. better than just the an average pop culture cafe. Yes. It's the the, pop the cult pop. Then yeah, whatever. Why doesn't Spider Man spin webs out of his ass like real spiders? It's not their asses they're spinning webs out of. It's just a gland near their ass. It's the abdomen. Okay, I still want to see Spider Man do that. It's a whole different type Spider-Man of Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't spin any webs. I know. They really got rid of that, and I don't like that. I don't understand why he wouldn't. If he has the skills of a spider, he should be able Not to. all spiders spin webs. Maybe the one that bit him didn't. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I spin Yeah, it, you know the ones that, like, live underground? Oh, yeah, the trapdoor spider? Yeah. No. Not the backdoor spider. That's no. a different thing. <laughs> when I spin my own web like a spider out of my ass, I usually flush it down the We're not naming backdoor spider. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Uh, must still be spring break because we got another question from our most educated listener, Des Hassing. Mm. He said, if Hobie were children's celebrities, 
children's celebrities. Who would everyone be? And I was kind of confused by this question. I think he meant celebrities' children. It says children's celebrities. Child celebrities? Oh, so we're like children's... We are celebrities I'm, of I'm children's? I'm Jonathan Lipnicki. I don't yeah. know. Because he can kick some ass. I think uh, when I first read it, and yeah, like you said, that's how it's written. I was assuming he was was Des was if, Des drunk. If our parents were famous people, who would our famous parents be? Is oh, let's go with that one. Is, is I how think, I read it, but but, was but that's Des, not how it's worded. Was so. Des drunk doing beer bongs in between co-ed's breasts when he wrote this and sent this one in? I don't know. He's only been in college twenty five years. You know, or or is this a hackney uh, hackney hackney typo? <laughs> I'm going with both. Uh, so you answer your question your way. I'm going to say I'm Jonathan Lipnicki. Okay. Who are you? Uh, the child of the drummer of Steppenwolf. The guy with the one arm? No, that's Def Leppard. Oh, okay. Huh? Steppenwolf from Justice League? No, the band. You mean Steppenwolf. the chick that sang in the malls? That's Tiffany. The- yeah, you're Tiffany? No. Debbie Gibson? She sang Steppenwolf. That's Tiffany. Yeah. Um, You're Tiffany. Out of the blue. I don't know where you get that at all from what I just said. Okay, here we go. You're (laughs) Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. Which one would you pick? Well, I share a birthday with Debbie Gibson. So you're Tiffany. She, Debbie Gibson is one year my senior. Out of the blue. You know, you and Debbie Gibson are sharing the same haircut at the moment. I would love to see her with that haircut. And in all honesty, uh, they both have posed for Playboy. So there you there go. There you go. Uh, they never published mine, though. <laughs> no, but they got your Q&A right. <laughs> your long walks on the beach. Man, do you like that? He got yeah, his if, they, if it was long walks on the beach, then it was not my Q&A. His turn-ons and turn-offs. 44, 24, 20. Turn-ons. Turn-ons. Born in the woods. <laughs> Isn't that your measurements? <laughs> 44, 24, 20? Yeah. I just get... I'm, I'm a triangle. <laughs> I think he was trying to go for hourglass figure. <laughs> he kept getting smaller. <laughs> inverted pyramid. Jeff is an isosceles. It's more of a 60, 64, 60. 69. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think I said that. Oh, sorry. I was being robbed. <laughs> I like your 44, 24, 20. I think that's more accurate. To what? <laughs> I am re- uh, reverse obelisk shaped. <laughs> You're an ob- <laughs> What is it, the oblong family? Is that what part you are in? Sure. Oh. I suppose that's the answer. Shaped like a bomb. The wild thornberries. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what else we got, Blake? <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully, Des is uh, not passed out and heard this answer. And uh, hopefully, it appeases him. Right. Uh, from Scary Thoughts at Scary Thoughts 2. Canadian of the Year. That's right. Not Scary Thoughts 1. Nope. Canadian of the Year. This is Scary Thoughts 2, mm-hmm. which implies there's two at least. We know there's at least two. Yes. Right? Yes. Not three? Yes. There might be three. How do you know? There could be could three. Could be three. I bet you even three has more floppies than Scab Jeff. Could be. Which Disney, as we stick to our Disney theme this evening... <laughs> Newly acquired property, do you think has the best chance of actually getting fresh, successful starts in the next few years? Buffy, Aliens, 
Predator, Simpsons, Die Hard, Independence Day. I think Independence Day is dead. I don't think you can make save that. Of the things listed, because I'm not sure Buffy would. Be, I think those are just recommendations. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else they own. X Men, X Men, and X Men might get the best. <laughs> Fantastic Four, X Men, and Fantastic Four are like the only other ones that I know for a fact that are like Fox. You think they'll do a Quicksilver spinoff? No, no. Do Do you think? Jeff, what do you think has a better chance of succeeding, a Fantastic Four movie or an X-Men movie by Disney? Which one? I think they have to wait at least three years for a new X-Men movie, probably closer to six. But once you wait that long, then I think that will have a chance. If you're doing something more immediate, Fantastic Four. I think it depends also, obviously, depends on who does everything. But could you do a Brad Bird Fantastic Four movie? It's like the Incredibles, basically. I suppose you could. I I would put Brad Bird in there, have him do it. I feel like Disney has a better chance of doing Fantastic Four better because they know that type of market. But, you know. (laughs) And they're great at... (laughs) As long as Miles Teller comes back, I'm fine with it. Making those movies come back. I love Miles Teller. He's a great actor. Great reboots. Will it be a live-action Fantastic Four? Yeah, do an animated one. (laughs) Yeah. Like Into the Spider-Verse. That's fine, but we can't have Human Torch. Torch Boy. Ah. No Torch Boy. Because kids will want to light themselves on fire. So we got to have Robbie the Robot. Is that who it was? (sighs) I am a robot. I think that was it. It was definitely Robot. I can't swear. No, Herbie. Herbie Herbie the the Robot. robot. Herbie. Please come (laughs) to me. I don't remember. It was like a, a, an acronym, like H period, E period, blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what it stood for, but... Horrible. That's what it stands for. So, Blake Bot. Not, not the love bug? No. No, the love bug would be better. Yeah. I would have taken the love bug. So at least Her- Herbie, yeah, the love bug didn't actually speak. He just had a horn. Kind of like Bumblebee without mm-hmm. the radio. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And, and Herbie might bring Lindsay Lohan with them. Ooh. Hmm. Is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Uh, wrapping it up real quick. Uh, professor number one at Doctor number one. How long does the J Lo A Rod marriage last if they get married? Are he's, they engaged? Yeah, you know he's been married six times. I didn't. A Rod? Yeah, he is a Latino lover. He is a Latino. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow, how much alimony does that guy have to pay? Why do you think he kept playing? <laughs> and has been married to these women for more than four days. But, wow, so... This thing's a mean karaoke. Well, at least... Well, it'll probably last because J-Lo's not going to sue for alimony. She probably has more money than he does. Uh, I don't know about that. A-Rod did get that massive... He's got six ex-wives and they're each taking half. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> True. The first one gets the biggest piece, I suppose, and then half of the yeah. set what's left but here's, over. <laughs> here's the thing that annoys me with like J Lo and A Rod. And you know, the fact that they post these stupid ass, you know, Instagram pics or whatever where he's making sure that he's showing off her ass and he's got his eyebrow up like, Yeah, I'm tapping that. You see those pics? No, no. I don't oh, yeah. Instagram. Uh well, I don't. I just read articles that are about that. Did you see the at Christmas time 
when uh, J Lo was opening this giant package, like you know, oh, oh yeah, on Christmas I got day. a giant package. Ah, it was yeah. a Christmas present. It was on Christmas Day, yeah. and it was the funniest thing. It was on Instagram. She's yeah. opening like, oh, I wonder what he got me. And in the background, I'm not kidding you, on the steps going upstairs, there's like a limo driver with his head in his hands, <laughs> and everybody was like, what about that guy? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe check the backgrounds before you take pictures or send pictures out. That guy's yeah. like, I'm fucking working on. Christmas Day. God dang it. <laughs> but it was just funny. He just has his head in his hands like, son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I have to work for these people. Uh, one of A-Rod's ex-wife is Cynthia Skirtis. That helps. I, I oh, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we'll have her next week on the show. Uh, A-Rod, uh, his, her mom said about A-Rod, he was nice but not intellectual. Durr, no. I could have told you that. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's pretty common knowledge deal. Uh, he makes He's a good investor, though. Well, he has people that, you know. Yeah. He's he smart is. enough to get the, the right people. Uh, let's see here. His, uh, his, that wife, ex-wife? Yeah. She's the da- he's the daughter. She's the daughter of CEO Anne uh, Wojcicki. I can never say that name. Wojcicki, whatever. Yeah, from uh, Silicon Valley uh, startups. Wojcicki. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, Wojnowski. Oh, yeah. I have no clue. Really? The the guy that helped uh, she Steve said Jobs? He, yeah. Really? We couldn't have any... Uh, we couldn't have any... So if she's probably not taking his money because she's got her own inheritance uh, money. Then. She made him sign a prenup. The probably. Mo- the mom said, we couldn't have an intellectual conversation about anything. No shit. His main interest in life was something that none of us ever focused on, which was baseball. What? You mean a guy who gets paid millions upon millions of dollars to play baseball's main interest in life was baseball? This is from People, Doc, uh, People <laughs> Weekly. Uh, he could park himself in front of a TV and watch baseball for 10 hours a day. He wasn't even sure he wanted to go on the yacht with Ann because the TV might not be working. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, that's pretty rough. Well, Watching I, baseball I, on TV is difficult to do. You know, he it's is really an analyst. <laughs> like, yeah. that's his job. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what, what, oh my God, were you? Like, oh my God, how dare he not want to go on the yacht? <laughs> or, oh, oh my God, why wouldn't he go on the yacht? Yeah, I mean, let's see, <laughs> like, oh my God, why don't you go on this yacht with this hot chick? Oh my God, Buffy. Is she hot? Sorry, I want to watch this boring baseball sure. on She's TV. She's rich, but is she hot? That's I suppose. Yeah, is she hot? Thing. Bring him a picture. Uh, his wife, uh, back in 2018, uh, wanted, same wife, wanted him to pay $115,000 a month in alimony. Sounds fair. So there you go. What yeah, about, uh, yeah that, that, that makes sense. What about Jose Consenco's wife? Uh, Didn't they supposedly, quote unquote, have an affair? Um, did they? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Cynthia Curtis uh, wants 115000 a month, uh, and he said that he can no longer afford that since he retired in 2016. Because 115000 is tax-free for her. Ooh. Wow. Note to self. So she doesn't get anything from her parents? I have no idea. They were married from 2002 to 2008. So how does he have six ex-wives? Oh, no, this is actually coming from my wife, so I need to know if this is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Alimony? Jose Canseco addresses ex-wives cheating claims with A-Rod. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I guess they came out recently just to be dicks about it or something. No, there you go. Jose and his wife or something. Oh, yeah, I I fucked uh, A-Rod. Let's see here. How do you like that, (laughs) J-Lo? Something like that. I think it's how it went, actually. He also was dating Cameron Diaz. Yeah, that really. I do remember me that. Off. Yeah. That really upsets me. Demi Moore. Nah, man. Too. Was he trying to? Is that why she's dating Ashton Kutcher? Is she? 
No, she's no, already, she used to. She's already divorced from Ashton Kutcher. <gasps> what? Oh, you thought that was going to last? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Bring up Wojnowski. You haven't brought her up yet. What? Google her. Google her. We want to know her attractiveness level on a scale of one to ten because we're really shallow. My wife is incorrect. She, he's only been married once. Oh, well. What? Jeez. That's there's a difference. Well, you know, she could work for Huff Post with that kind J-Lo of J Lo might have been married six times. She did get my wife to get all of her news from BuzzFeed. So that go. could be the reason. Or I think she Beast. gets it from People magazine, doesn't she? She does, actually. <laughs> People's Weekly. How many times has J Lo been married? Uh, to that, at least that one guy. Oh, Mark times. Anthony one? Chris yeah, Judd. Mark Anthony. Oh, yeah. Chris OG Judd. Noah and her, Mark Anthony. Her dance choreographer. Yeah. And Mark Anthony. Yeah. And engaged to Ben Affleck. So thanks, Dr. Number One. And we have now done. My Dolce Vita guy. Oh, Dolce Vita. boy. Vida. Do you think her marriage to uh, A-Rod will last longer than any of her other marriages? Well, she was with Mark Anthony for ten, uh, ten years. Yes. No. No. <laughs> I can't answer that. I'm wondering if it's going to last longer than her dating Ben Affleck. Uh, that was a, at least four. What years, was that called? Benlo. What was that called? Benifer. Benifer. That's what it was. Benlo. And then he uh, dumped her and hooked up with another Jennifer. Yes. Anyways, moving on. Let's do some uh, riddle me this. Now uh, hold on a second. Yes. And Woj Kiki. Yes. Wojcicki. Yes. That's uh, what I said. Interpreter and the, the lady that does 23 and me? Or am I, am I accidentally looking? I have no that? idea. Uh, I don't know. Riddle me this. <laughs> you keep looking that up. Like, I am. Uh, this is started from Cinema Guys uh, podcast. Great podcast uh, with Lisa. Uh, they actually just saw, uh, Brad actually just saw Avengers Endgame today, and he tweeted me, would you like some spoilers? No, but tell him to uh, privately tweet uh, your cousin. No. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's see. So this week from Sister Pam, uh, he started. Uh, well, oh, Wozniak. Yeah. God. That's what I said. Oh, Steve Wozniak? That? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've heard Samson that. Samson I was way off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, based upon what he looks like, I'm scared to look up his no, daughter. She's, she's attractive. Anyways, uh, Sister Pam. Do you remember? Apparently, at one time, he dated... Uh, oh, crap. What's it? Kathy Griffin. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Yeah. Willfully? <laughs> apparently. Does anybody willfully date her? You're coming with me. Okay. Oh. Uh, anyway, Sister Pam. Pam Morris. Carrie Ann Wozniak. I don't know. <laughs> we just had a 10-minute conversation. I don't know. There's a lot of Ann Wozniaks here. Yeah. On, this, on, a Rod's on these ex- Google images. Google a- A-Rod's ex-wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be the easiest <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> all right. Because I am the shallow. <laughs> We're all idiots. Riddle me this. Anyway, so... They had an idea to uh, recast movies with Muppets, and we like that. So every two weeks we do this. And if you got a movie that you want us to recast, send it on over. Sister Pam had Scream no. with puppets. Muppets. His, his ex-wife is that Cynthia Scurfio. That's not Ann Wozniak. Yes, it is. Look at her bio. What? Cynthia Scurfio? I just told you that. It's the daughter of Ann Wozniak? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, recast Scream Jennifer with Muppets. Jennifer Lopez pushing Alex Rodriguez to cut child support? She's a horrible person. You should never cut child support. So this week, 
try it. Anyways, keep going. I'm sorry. You just disown them when they turn 18 and cut them off completely. This week, the Muppets. Uh, we're recasting Scream. We have Casey Becker, played by Drew Barrymore. Sidney Prescott by Neff Campbell. Billy Loomis by Skeet Yorich. Gail Weathers by Courtney Cox. Stewart from Matthew Lillard. And Deputy Dewey from David Arquette. Uh, everybody knows Skeet Yorich from Riverdale fame. Uh, everyone doesn't know him from that. Oh. Anyway, so Casey Becker. I thought this was a pretty easy one. Drew Barrymore's. I had Janice. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's yeah. an easy one. That, that's the blonde who would you'd kill off in the first scene. Yeah. I like Janice. I, I could see Janice answering the phone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that I'm now. watching a movie. Uh, let's see here. We did get taken to task about using Sesame Street Muppets last week. Well, that's because your brother is an idiot. Anyways, he'll be on next week, so talk Disney and try trash us about Muppets. Uh, also, if you do have a movie next week, let us know. We'll actually do one next week because Doug is, a, you know, knows Muppets, so we'll put him in that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sydney Prescott, Nev Campbell, the main star. Uh, who do you have for this, Jeff? I don't have anybody. It was Wojcicki. Yeah, that's well, what I said. You're, you're getting Wozniak mixed up. Oh. He well, doesn't have his back straight. Well, of course he doesn't. This is Jason. I told you it's someone who I don't even know. We may need Dev to straighten all this out. I'm so confused. <laughs> I need Dev to straighten this shit out. For the me. thing is, I stopped caring about what celebrity married to what other celebrity a long time ago that it made no difference. Yeah, to it me. is. It's not the Wozniak Apple. It's the 23andMe. Wozniak, what I said in the first place. Yeah, that's what I said. And she's decent looking. She's attractive. Okay. Anyways, so um, yeah, I have uh, Denise. For this one, Kermit's new uh, girlfriend. I think she could pull off better than Miss Piggy. Yeah, she's no J Lo though. I mean, what do you think? Uh, there's not many female Muppets. That's it doesn't the problem. have to be a female, does it? What no, we, we could change it. <sighs> How about Big about? Bird? Big Bird can do it. How about Fozzie Bear? Waka waka waka. What if I wanted Fozzie Bear elsewhere? Okay, oh. who would you put as Fozzie Bear? I don't. I think Matthew Lillard actually, because the comedian. No, I put Billy Loomis. It's Fozzie Bear. Oh, Skeet Yorich. Yeah. Okay, for, I can do that. See. I put Scooter as Stewart. Matthew Lillard. You know what? That's actually a really good one. I like that Thank one. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but I kind of like because weren't uh, Stewart and Billy weren't they the two? Kill- yeah, they were the two alert. killers. Yes. They were the two killers, so they would kind of switch mm-hmm. back and forth. So I was kind of looking for more of a two people that are more similar to Camille, each other. Camilla and uh, Gonzo? Well, I was thinking somebody like Ratso and Pepe the Prawn. Uh, That's a good one. I like that. Uh, I had Gonzo for Deputy Dewey. I had Beaker for Deputy Dewey. I like Beaker. Mm-hmm. Beaker is a good one. I like well, that. <laughs> at least the whatever the Deputy Dewey... Uh, uh, take on in scary movie. Oh God, now, that's more of a beaker. But <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with my vacuum. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I think Miss Piggy is Gail Weathers because she's annoying and fr- uh, loud and I just can give you that. She's um, the one who wants to be on television. Yeah, yeah. So we have Casey Becker is Janice. I like your impression of Janice answering the phone. <laughs> uh, Sydney Prescott. I have Denise. But who did you have? Sydney Prescott? Yeah. Kermit. Okay. It's a basic, bland character. Although, if we're putting Miss Piggy as Gail, I could see Denise being uh, 
the which See, one? I think uh, Denise Dab- would work. Sydney. I think be- be because it was kind of like the one slightly older and and mm-hmm. yeah, I could see. She's the, not flashy. Them, I could see them playing the uh, so jealousy going, angle on that. So we're going Denise and then uh, Billy Loomis. I like Fozzie Bear, but I think yours is a close second. Uh, Pepe and Pro- um, uh, Prawn. No, Pe- Pepe and Ratso. Ratso being the other ones. I mean, they're interchangeable. I don't care which one yeah. you would put as Skeet. Probably Pepe is Skeet because he looks more like a rat and. Matthew Lillard is the prawn, but that would be my pick. Of course, you could do Beaker and Honeydew because they're together too a lot. But I was putting Beaker as Deputy Dew. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I do like Scooter and Fossey Bear as well because they're their funny ones. Um, let's see here. Well, I suppose it's between you because Blake and I put out our... Uh... I'm going with both. Fans, let us know which ones. <laughs> uh, you could do Swedish Chef because he has a murderous rage anyways. Yeah, you could. Or uh, Cookie Monster. Mm. Did everybody see the Westworld Cookie Monster that yes. was posted on our Facebook page? Did no, you see that? I missed it. Yeah, go uh, back and look. Cookie Monster uh, does uh, gets in between Bernard and uh, what's the uh, lady's name? Uh, 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 crap, I forgot. Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood's yeah. character Westwood. Uh, he gets in between them and tries to teach them about respect to each other. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's set in Westworld. Oh, well, they also did one Game of Thrones one with yes. Elmo. Yes. Where Elmo tries to teach Tyrion and Cersei how to be nice to each other. And they actually have the real character the actors. Yeah. That's it makes it fun. Uh Gail Weathers is Miss Piggy. Uh Stuart is Scooter or Pepe or Ratso. And Deputy Dewey, I like Beaker. I like Beaker. Um I, I could do that. No Gonzo. I, I like Beaker better. Gonzo's so just one of the people that gets killed. Uh, earlier in the movie. Uh, I do have a good one, though, uh, just looking at here. Uh, the one that played the principal, Henry Winkler's character, I got uh, Floyd Pepper, the band. He has the big mustache. For some reason, I could picture him like as a uh, Henry picture, Winkler type guy. You can picture Floyd as a high school principal? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm going Floyd as that. I, I, I want to put Sam, uh, Sam the Eagle in here somehow, too. Uh, he could be Cotton Weary, uh, the convicted. Yeah, you're... Th- what? The convicted one that is innocent? Oh. Yeah, you're, you're just throwing Played out... Played by Lee Schreiber. Uh, you're just throwing out too many names for a movie I haven't seen in 20 years. I love Scream. Anyway, so there's your Riddle Me This. Obviously. We'll do a lot better next week and be more prepared. Sure. Uh, well, can't prove that. Let's do some News of the Geek. Only if we've got this old J-Lo, A-Rod thing straightened out. Come on, Dev. Help us. It's time for another installment of the News of the Geek. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Uh, per deadline, Blake's favorite story of the week next to Nicolas Cage singing Purple Rain! XYZ Films has come aboard as an executive producer and co-financer with grade five films on You Don't Know... You Don't Know Me? Know Me? You Don't you know, know Me. Know Me. N-O-M-I. The Jeffrey McHale documentary about the Showgirls movie phenomenon that's, that will have its world premiere in the midnight section of the Tribeca Film Festival next month. Mikhail's pick uh, documentary centers on the odd arc of Paul Verhoeven's 1995 NC-17 look at Vegas dancers, at the time, which at the time was met with near-unanimous decision by critics and audiences of uh, hatred, basically. Uh, Not me. Just, I adored the movie. Great film. I thought it was a great piece of art. Uh, let's see. For some reason, I think that word was supposed to be derision. Maybe. Maybe. Spelled. Unanimous derision. <laughs> Unanimous decision. 
Uh, but the film has inspired an ever-growing fan community and debate. Really? Yes, it is. <laughs> They're finally realizing the work of art. The sex scene in the the sex scene in the pool is so realistic. That's right. I thought she was having an epi- epileptic seizure in the pool. Uh, let's see That's here. What sex looks like epileptic seizures. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> never. <laughs> sex in the pool is never a good idea. No, no. But you do get clean with chlorine, so it's okay. <laughs> sure. It's a natural spermicide. <laughs> Your kids come out bleached. <laughs> uh, the dog. Do- Made me laugh. Uh, the documentary explores Showgirl's legacy, in quotations, and broader <laughs> implications. It also features the debut of Mikhail, whose original trailer mashup of Showgirls and Black Swan, oh my God, became a viral hit in the early 2000s and launched the idea for Nomi. Uh, the film, quote, the film was a labor of love for Jeffrey. Labor of love. Ariana and Suzanne, and they knocked it out of the park with this deep dive into the fascinating history of Showgirls and Paul Verhoeven, said Arden. You Don't Know Me will premiere April 27th at Tribeca, which this year runs April 24th through May 5th. So there you go. Everybody excited? The show that, you know, the movie, art piece, visual stunning performance that it was, and the winning uh, 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 Hemingway-ish dialogue. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Elizabeth Berkeley is not a good actress. <laughs> Yes, she is. Take that back. Yeah, you you did see Saved by the Bell, right? There's not enough time. I'm so excited. I believed you. I'm so scared. How do you think she got her <laughs> lead in Showgirls? Well, she did. She did go, you know, from Showgirls to playing a prostitute in Any Given Sunday. So she really showed range in those two films. That's right. But her depth came in Showgirls. Wasn't she, she got a the she got the highlighter dancing abilities in Any Given Sunday? No, he was paying her. Oh, he left money on the table. I think the one he wrote a check to her. That's not that doesn't work for Jerry Springer. It's not working for you, Pacino. <laughs> So I'm going to have to watch this. I actually will watch it just because it's got to be so bad. It's going to be awesome. Oh, sure. You know they're not actually going to show nudity, right? What? What? Uh, You can watch it on, uh, what is it, VH1 has it playing, and they have black bars over their breasts all the time. I'm like, this is horrible. Why would you watch this film without the nudity? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Because it's art. Yeah. There's a it's broader, like watching the Passion you know of the Christ without the, There's a broader, deeper statement that instead, you're missing. Instead of black bars over the mm. boobs, they should black everything else except for the boobs. <laughs> and you can try they should put black bars over people's faces. <laughs> yeah, over their eyes. So you, don't have to, <laughs> so you don't have to look at Elizabeth Berkeley when you <laughs> watch the movie. <laughs> or uh, or uh, Kyle uh, McLaughlin or whatever his name is. Oh, he was in that one. Yes, he that. was. Uh, Yes, he was. He eating, was a gr- he was eating a piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, TV show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if I have to explain myself, it ain't funny. This is another Blake. This is a very Blake centric news of the geek. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, intern Hackney said thank you for the lack of work he has to do. <laughs> so he appreciates it. Hackney. I only find the best stories for you. Per UCR.com. This is another great one. I completely forgot about this. I completely forgot about this, too, and you learned a lot about it, though. Saturday Night Live. Stay with us here, people, on this one. Saturday Night Live quickly earned a reputation for showing off the hippest names in comedy and music in the early 80s and late 70s. Late, yeah. But towards the end of the fourth season, 
They went into the complete opposite direction as Milton, Mr. Television Burl, look it up, kids, Milton Burl, hosted April on April 14th, 1979. Everyone knows who Milton Burl is. He was the guy in that rat video. And he has a yeah. big penis. <laughs> well, you'll find out. Show yeah. creator Lauren Michaels was against him hosting, was talked into by associate producer Jean Doman. Jean Domanian. Dominatrix. I knew we were heading for a disaster from minute one, Michael said, in the oral history of Live from New York, longest title ever, the complete uncensored history of Saturday Night Live as told by its stars, writers, and guests. Etc. Yes. I have great affection for old-time show business, but it become corrupt. That it's, wasn't what it had been. The show was trying to get away from that. Yeah, they're trying to be hip, new, different, and Milton Berle was yeah. this, represented the old guard. Why are we bringing in the guy who was popular in the 40s and 50s when we're trying to be the 70s and 80s? Because George Burns was busy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways. For the first couple of days, the cast was thrilled to be in the presence of somebody who'd been famous since the days of vaudeville. Burl regal- regaled them with all sorts of old stories. And then, quote, and then Milton assumed he was not hosting Saturday Night Live, NBC vice president for late night, Rick Ludwin said in the Live from New York show. As Milton sometimes did, he took over the production and tried to make it his own, as opposed to being the host, which you never do. You're a host. Correct. Uh, during rehearsal, rehearsals, Michaels questioned a few of Burl's ideas. One was a plan for a stagehand to drop a pipe outside of the camera's view during the opening monologue so Burl could file off a scripted ad lib. Another was a sketch that took place in an assisted living facility where he decided to upstage Gilda Radner by having food come out of his mouth while she was feeding him. And he said... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, his, you see, that's funny. But his rationale was... Burl said, now you're getting two laughs instead of one! <laughs> Even though it disrupted the sen- sentimentality of the sketch. Whenever Michaels expressed concern, Burl would condescendingly pat him on the shoulder and say, I know, I know, satire. Sata, satire. Uh, anyways, Sata. But now, but now it gets creepy. Yes, yes. He was almost seventy-one years now old. Now it gets Joe Bidenish. I'm right here. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Stop touching me. Burl also had no problem walking around in his underwear or a bathrobe in front of the cast and crew. He became close to writer Alan Zweibel. Zweibel. Uh, and one day, the two were talking in Burl's dressing room, and Zweibel. Mentioned that he had come up with many jokes for Fire Club Roast about Burl's famously large penis. That was all Burl needed to stand up and open up his road. <laughs> Zweibel says he just takes out this this anaconda. <laughs> he lays it on the table. I'm looking at this thing, right? I'm looking into the head of Milton Burl's dick. It was enormous. <laughs> it was like pepperoni. It was like pepperoni. <laughs> that very moment, as on cue, Radner walked into the dressing room. <laughs> Uh, Burl also has struggled because his opening monologue consisted of old vaudeville-style jokes about Dolly Parton's breast, Puerto Ricans, uh, <laughs> Arabs, 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 and, and homosexuals. Dear God! <laughs> he closed the show by singing the Kurt Weill standard September song, inserting a breakdown where the pianist switched to "There's no, no business like business like show business." While Burl spoke about his lengthy history in comedy and what it meant to be on live television. Uh, finally, during a commercial break before the performance, he told Micros he had arranged for a standing ovation from the 10 people in the balcony who had been comp tickets by Burl. You can see it at about the four minute mark on the show following jazz saxophonist Ornette Coleman's performance of Times Square. Michaels told Walsher in 2014, no one else is standing up. It was just bizarre. The idea of this arranged standing ovation is just 
a part of a show business that we're trying to separate ourselves from. We all get there eventually, I guess. So basically, he comped people tickets and said, give me a standing ovation. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Michael's banned Burl from the show, and for decades, the episode was never rebroadcast. Imagine that. Eventually, Burl made plenty of worst, worst SNL host ever. But Michael said he can now see where the veteran uh, comic was coming from. He said, I was just not prepared for him. I'm more sympathetic to him now than I was then in 1979. He ruled this place for so many years, and we were the kids telling him no. No, he's still a creepy old man. No, you know what that means. What? It means now uh, people are, you know, offended by what Lauren Michaels is doing. Yes. And he's like, no, but this is the way we should do it, because this is what we did in the Satire. 70s. Satire. And, and vaudeville-style jokes about Dolly Parton's breasts, Puerto Ricans, Arabs, and homosexuals. Of course that goes over great. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah that sounds great. Especially in New York. That sounds good. Uh, Harumph. That's probably why it hasn't been shown on TV, because the content is probably deemed, you know... I wonder if you could find it online. Well, now I want to see it. Not politically correct and insensitive to people. I just like that he had an anaconda. The pepperoni head. That is creepy. <laughs> My anaconda don't want, want none, none of that. And of course, fun, on cue, fun. that's when Gilda Radner walks in and is like, what the fuck? Anyway, so there you go. Uh, so that's your... Bo- or your uh, News of the Geek. Let's get some box office news. It's time for Box Office Bombs. So apparently this weekend was the worst ever Easter weekend for movies, as I was told earlier in this <laughs> podcast. Um, and yeah, Hellboy is continuing to not do good. It turned uglier in week two as the film was down 68% from a terrible opening, bringing in $3.9 million. A total of $25 million on a $50 million budget. The film is a, oh, I like this, a full-on box office bomb. (sighs) Okay, number one this week... The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. La La Llorona. I thought that's what I said. La 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 <laughs> Bamba. It made $26.5 million in its opening weekend on a $9 million budget. Looks like the trailer's creepy. I don't even remember what it was. It's, uh, spirits, it's in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, it's con- the Conjuring. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's taking kids like okay. a spirit takes kids. And it's yeah. got... Uh, so it's a low-budget horror movie that makes its money back in the It says weekend. the lowest of all the Conjuring films, like in the universe. Yeah. But they said the other issue is that they never really promoted on the trailers as in the Conjuring universe. You know, the only thing I know about is what Jim read last yep. week. So that's where I am. Shazam made another $17.5 million, a total of $121.5 on a $100 million budget. I'm a little surprised that that's not doing better. It's still doing good. But, I mean, you know, it's, what, three weeks now? And it's yeah. Yeah, $121. I mean, the Avengers already sold that much, and <laughs> they haven't even opened yet. I think people are still <laughs> cautious about DC. They are. A breakthrough, made <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Breakthrough made $11 million, a total of 14 and a half on its opening weekend on a $14 million budget. <laughs> Is this the religious movie you yeah, were Yeah, about the about? kid that falls through the ice, he's dead, oh, and then yeah, she prays and right. he comes back to life. I prayed life back into With it. With the woman from This Is Us, the annoying character on This Is Us, Kate. 
Oh, well, she's not annoying. I can't stand her. You're just fat shaming her. No, it's not that. I just can't stand her. I think she's whiny on the show. Mm. Well, she's a woman. Oh. Down the hall. Oh. Down the hall. Oh, I'm joking. Send all complaints to Blake at Graphic Novice. <laughs> or Jeff at Besotic Geek. Ooh. You went there. Eh, you know. <laughs> Some of us still do podcasts. Uh, number four this week, Captain Marvel made $9 million, a total of $400 million on a $153 million budget. Hell yeah, bitches. And Little. Made eight and a half million, a total of twenty nine and a half on a twenty million dollar budget. Okay, all right. Um, not a whole lot is opening this upcoming week, April twenty sixth of twenty nineteen. I think we have just one obscure movie listed here called Avengers: Colon Endgame. Got the narrative. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is directing, starring Oleg Benz. Yeah, Ivanko uh, as the ballet dancer Rudolf Nureyev. And Ukrainian dancer Sergei Poluny and his, as his roommate. This is Endgame? It is inspired by the book Rudolf Nureyevi, The Life, by Nureyev. Julie Kavanaugh. Oh, that's The White Crow. That opens this week, too. Oh, that's not on my outline. Hack it's a 2018 British film that's coming over to America this oh. week, so that's a good sign to open. <laughs> ah, well, cross-promotion. Cross-promotion. Or that's not the word I want to say. Uh, Counter-programming uh, is what I meant to two say. Two hours and two minutes. Um, for, for, well, for that one theater that, for whatever reason, is being denied Avengers, like the theater I worked at was denied... Uh, the Star Wars? The Star Wars uh, yeah. Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I, I, I think... Uh, they need to open something. It doesn't say how many theaters it's in. Uh, God, it's, I'm assuming it's probably in at least four of the 14, four of the theaters in our 14 plaques. No, I meant the White Crow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers is on 4,600 plus. Oh, okay. No, no, I was talking the White Crow. Yeah. Ka, ka. Oh, bang, fuck. I'm Why, yeah, the White Crow is for uh, your significant other that's not into comic book movies. Mm-hmm. He's hey, go see the White Crow. I'll go in Avengers Endgame and wait for me an extra hour. <laughs> you can go see the White Crow twice. Oh, <laughs> I want to see it once. Ballet. <laughs> I'd rather oh, see Breakthrough. I'd rather see Black Swan again. Ugh. Ooh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind seeing Black Swan yeah. again. Yeah. Anyways, uh, anyway, buy, sell. Uh, buy, sell. The uh, stock in the career of, uh, we're going to start out this week with Topher Grace. He's in Breakthrough. Uh, he's got a 57.19, that's $57.19 for a uh, share of Topher Grace stock. Compared to? Compared to Adam Driver at $63.38. I would be selling any Topher Grace stock at $57 and be happy I'm getting $57 for Topher Grace. Isn't he Venom? <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, I'm buying. <laughs> and Adam Driver is a little on the lower side. I, I, did, I thought that was surprising too. Surprisingly low. Uh, we have Linda Cardinelli at fifty one dollars and eleven cents. Yeah. What's she in? Okay, uh, Curse of La Bamba. Ah, okay. Don't get on the plane. Freaks and geeks. Yes, uh, I'm surprised Linda Cardinelli is that high. 
I'm just going to buy all the Linda Cardinelli I can... Uh, you can... I'll sell you my shares of Linda Cardinelli I'll stock. because... I just realized uh, Hackney didn't even have Kate from This Is Us on here, and she was the main star of Breakthrough. <laughs> I just assumed, because she probably wasn't on the... She may not be on Hollywood yeah. section, I don't know. But uh, especially since apparently uh, Thanos snapped Linda Cardinelli out of existence in the Avengers uh, world, so she's not going to be in that movie. Ah. Uh. Did you see uh, Brie Larson at the premiere of Avengers? I did not. And um, Scarlett Johansson, on their hand, on their left hand, they had rings, and each ring had a different color of the Infinity uh, Gauntlet. That's that cool. Was cool. And then she had the, bra- they had the, the bracelet. bracelet with the uh, yeah. sixth one. I thought that was pretty cool. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, and we also have Ed Helms, who is at $21.77. Uh, compared to Colin Hanks at twenty five dollars and forty nine cents. Guess they're not making a Hangover Four. I'll buy Ed Helms. Yeah, it's kind of low. Uh, Ed Helms can still put out a good comedy. I don't know what he might have. Uh, Penguins. Up. He was the narrator on the documentary Penguins, which I oh. saw on purpose. Yeah, we uh, wanted to take my. <laughs> we wanted uh, to do something for my son's birthday from a couple weeks ago. Like we never really had a chance. Like we go as my wife and I take the three kids uh, for each one of their birthdays, like as a family unit, to go do something. Yes, isn't. Your eight-year-old too old for a Penguins nine. movie? He's nine. Nine. Oh, he's nine now. Yeah. Your nine-year-old too old for Penguins? It's a documentary. Yeah, I feel... My, my kids really like It's docu- a documentary with the guys doing voices. Isn't that what you no, said No, 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 no. They're no, not no. doing voices? No, 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 no. Ed Helms is the narrator. <laughs> it's a real-life documentary from Disney Nature. Uh, it was the weakest of the documentary ones. Um, and then we took my two-year-old, because he's never seen a movie in theater... And it's a good one because it was only an hour and 15 minutes. And then we also went to the, the earliest one, so it was $5 or 6 or whatever. Uh, and then there was a lot of families in there. So if he made noise, it didn't matter because there was a lot everyone of Everyone else was, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't loud. Like, a lot of the kids weren't loud, but, you know, there was more talking. And uh, my kids really like nature documentaries. Like, they are obsessed with it. So we took it, and I, it's not the greatest. Uh, it sucked. Oh. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Oh, I didn't mention uh, Linda Cardinelli. We had a comparison to Kristen Bell at $54. Buy Kristen Bell. What Are we buying Kristen Bell? Yes, and I will yeah. buy as much Kristen Bell as is available. And Dak Shepard. Only if because it's connected to Kristen Bell. Yeah. It's like a seizure. <laughs> sure. Actually, you buy the Kristen Bell stock, and then you split it. You split off the Dak Shepard part. <laughs> oh, the, and then the just stock. sell that away. Sorry, That's Dak, right. you've been sold. That's right. <laughs> Corporate Raiders. <laughs> but I'm doing Without a Paddle, too. That might have been his best role. I like Without a Paddle. It's not good. Yeah, well, that's but... what I'm saying, but it might have been Dak Shepard's <laughs> best role. I mean, it wasn't punked. Ugh. <laughs> Let's do some top five, Jeff. Music can only mean one thing. The top five list that you said we were going to do right before the music started. Boardroom is back, bitches. Oh. So boardroom. No. We're going to do this. Okay, so board. What? No, nothing. I even forgot how boardroom worked. I don't, oh, think we we ever fig- <laughs> I don't even think we figured out how to do it. Anyways, moving on. Top five this week is top five Stephen King film slash TV adaptations. He has a lot. He has a lot. And you don't have to say this is a good movie compared yeah. to the book or anything. Just, you know, your favorite ones. Just, yeah, I, I, I kind of went a different way. I'm going to let What'd you, you do? know. I, I kind of went with the worst adaptations. Okay. 
because pretty much I had a list of five best that were pretty much everybody else's. And I'm like, well, those are the five that I saw that I would list as good, and everyone's going to have them. Okay. So I decided to take the list. That's a perfectly opposite. fine. That's fine. I uh, spent a lot of hours researching what my five were going to be. Well, let's see. What's your number five? Uh, number five, after many hours and beers and contemplation, mm-hmm. I had to go with The Mist. Uh, you know, here's the bad thing. I completely forgot about The Mist. Oh, that, that would have been on my top five best. There's nothing more so I can think of as being stranded in a supermarket store with, with uh, those people. With, uh, what's her name? Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah. Horrible. I know. Or how about at the end when you have to, when you kill your son and, and friends and just find and out. realize that everything's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. Oops, sorry. Could have waited five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, what's your number five? Worst. Uh, my, my number five is The Dark Tower. Oh, the one with Matthew yeah, McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey and uh, Idris Elba. And uh, I was that's a pepperoni. Incredibly disappointed by the movie. I don't know how they I thought was, that was going to work. Yeah, they they, they took a seven book series and turned it into a two hour movie. Yeah, that was an hour and thirty minutes. Even less than a two hour movie seems legit. <laughs> it's like they took they picked out a story plot be in the thing, which apparently most people that I know say it's kind of one of the weaker plots. And turned it into the movie it's, with the yeah. name it's like, the Dark Tower. It's like they it's like they went complete uh bizarro uh Jackson. You know, taking like a the opposite of Peter Jackson. Yeah, like taking oh, a yeah. nine hour movie from a hundred page book. <laughs> the Hobbit. This would have been thirteen days long if it was a Peter Jackson film. <laughs> bizarro <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> uh my number five is uh, The Mist. Uh, oh, hey, did you just add that? Did you, yes, I did. Did you just steal my I did, number I did. five? And uh, I tied it <laughs> with my other five, the Green Mile. I like the Green Mile. You bastard. That was my number four. Oh, look at that. You stole my number four. To tie it with your number five. Uh, uh, the Green Mile we watched a couple weeks ago, was, we were flipping through, and it was on AMC. I uh, got Shawshanked into it. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, I never really got into Green Mile. But I liked the books a lot, and then the movie was decent enough. It does. It, there's some parts that don't age as well, like, oh, that cow is bad. But it's still... I mean, uh, pretty much any part that didn't have uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan mm-hmm. in it was bad. Uh, number four, uh, I kind of had a tie. I had It, both the new and the old. I really liked them both for what they were. I get the old is not... It doesn't hold up as well. And I, I did see parts of it, like, in the last eh, eight months or so, ten months. Yeah. It doesn't hold up as much, but I love Tim Curry in it. And I think he does a hell of a job. I like the new It. That was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, Skarsgård did a hell of a job as it, uh, especially when they're in the house and he's... Uh, it was creepy. I mean, it was it was well done, though. I really liked it. No. Um, I'm excited to see the second one. Yeah. I've, if I stuck with my favorite list, it would have been on the, the list. The new one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my number four. What's your number four? Worst. Well, yours is worse, sorry. Yeah, my, mine is worse, and I went with The Running Man. I like The Running Man. You never let Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie that you want to be good. Sub-Zero. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it turned what's supposed to be, you know, a commentary on our... Uh, 
justice criminal system. justicism prison system mm-hmm. and turned it into a laughing joke. Richard Dawson was in it. Richard Dawson was the only good part of the movie. He did kiss Arnold a lot. That was a little awkward. That was come here, honey. <laughs> he was rubbing his shoulders an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. he's not Joe Smelling Biden. His hair. <laughs> he's not Joe. No. Say, why aren't you still on Uncle Joe's lap? I don't want to. Go away. I'll be back. Only in a rerun. <laughs> Are you smelling my hair? But uh... <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see Joe Biden rub Arnold's uh, shoulders. But anyway, that, that was my number four. four. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, as I said, you stole my the uh, Green Mile. Uh, what's your number three? Very movie, dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Stand by me. Oh, okay. Uh, that would have been my number three. Young River Phoenix, young uh, Will Smith, Wheaton, Wheaton. Oh, I said Smith. Who's Will Smith? <laughs> Welcome to Miami. <laughs> Way down in Miami, where we got the beats going on. Yeah. Oh, Welcome the to French Miami. Prince. Yes. Oh, okay. The French Prince. <laughs> oh, I am in Bel Air. Uncle Phil, what are you doing? I don't know, Bill. <laughs> I like how he has conversations with himself. Will, uh, yes, Uncle Phil. What do you want? Hey, I'm Carlton. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Uh, so anyway, Stand by Me, great movie. <laughs> great movie. A lot of young budding actors mm-hmm. had uh, flourishing careers. Some better than others. But yeah, very nice. I like it. Uh, what's your number? That was my Two. number three. Oh, okay. We're going back around. Yep. Yeah. Number three for you. Uh, my number three is Maximum Overdrive. Oh, that's bad. It's that the was bad. It's the movie that Stephen King directed. Ooh, the remake was a lot better. They remade that. Candy cane, candy cane. Well, they kind of remade it. It was the same plot. Oh, okay. Is that in Showgirls? <laughs> <laughs> The only good part about uh, Maximum Overdrive was the ACDC soundtrack. That was it. That was it. And even Emilio Estevez was terrible in it. Joyride. Yeah. With Paul Walker. Okay. I don't think it was a straight Maximum Overdrive thing. It was pretty damn close. It was the machines come to life. No, this was a truck driver. That was following them, and the truck kept... You did, never saw the guy, though. There's always the truck... So that, it has oh. nothing to do with Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Candy cane. All right. For the Tangent Bound Network... Tangent, you know, we need to go online to uh, realestate.com uh, or the Claremont County or the Ham- Hamilton County or Covington. What, is okay. what are you talking about? Emilio Estevez yes. has moved to Cincinnati, by the way. Has he? Yeah, he was on a, uh, a, a podcast show talking about moving to Cincinnati, basically just getting fed up with the, uh, the overpriced... You know, cost mm-hmm. of living in Los Angeles, and well, that's because he's not making money anymore. Shut up! We got what? a thing out for him to be on the show. Oh. Yeah. So you know, and, and talking about you know real estate and houses <laughs> with character and in places to raise your family, he's like, yeah. And he was talking about how he just bought a house in Cincinnati. It's an old eighteen hundreds house, and he's he's refurbishing it, remaining, you know, you know, fixing it up. And I'm like, we got to find out where this is. Uh, he just made the movie The Public. Uh, it just was released last, this month. Uh, it was made in Cincinnati at the Cincinnati Public Library. Yeah, and he was talking about staying here while mm-hmm. making that uh, movie well, his, and, and basically falling in love with Cincinnati. I'm like, you know, I want to move out here, back out here. His, his, his dad's from Dayton, so he's yeah. from the, the uh, area. Originally from the area. Is yeah. Martin Sheen still alive? Yes. Yeah. Is he? 
Yeah, they're okay. they're they have. I was trying to be an ass. I was trying. To be, you know, they have family ties here, yeah. and Charlie Sheen's a huge Reds fan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he because is. his father, I suppose, was yeah. a Reds fan. And yeah, uh, what's your number? That was your number three. That was my number three. Uh, my number three is the old yeah. <laughs> early '80s creep. Go ahead. Wasn't no, I was going to say we need to get Hackney to find out where he's Hackney. Where he's get on into. it. Or maybe our Canadian of the Year can do that for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, I need you to <laughs> figure out. he's got all this extra time on his hands. <laughs> need you to and do he's so. sober. Who are you talking about? Oh, wait. The former yeah, Canadian not, of the not Year. Not Besada Geek. Not Besada Geek. We're talking <laughs> I'm, I'm getting all my Canadians Scott mixed up. Scott is on yeah. the pop culture po- uh, I'm getting cafe. all my I Canadians you were, <laughs> mixed up. I thought you were saying now that he has plenty of time because the uh, Maple Leafs were oh, knocked out of the playoffs. Shut up. Or the Penguins were knocked out. Yeah, yeah but that's anyway. Pittsburgh. Anyway. And not I, Canada. I don't know who I'm talking about. Are you drunk? No. Okay. Do you, you wish you were drunk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my number three is, it's creepy. It scared the living bejesus out of me. I loved it, though. Uh, Salem's Lot. Uh, the old 1970s. I never saw it. Early, early 80s, I mean. Miniseries. Scary as fuck. Uh, number two. Again. What, what, what was that? Salem's Lot. Oh yeah, you're right. That thing was creepy. When the vampire was, comes in through the boy comes was, through the door yes, window. Nineteen seventies scary. Was it? Yeah. Uh, also, number two. Uh, this is it. It definitely is the late eighties, uh, but I loved it. I really or early nineties, I should say. Uh, Gary Sinise in the Stand. I really love the Stand. Yeah, I never saw that either. Uh, saw the it. comic book series, really well done too. Uh, they did a couple different sections of it, and it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the stand. I I love the stand. Uh, Jeff, uh, my number two bad adaptation was uh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, that was bad. Jason Lee yeah. was in it. Oh yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> That's how good it was. Yeah. You forgot. I forgot he was in it. I remember uh, uh, Wahlberg, not Mark. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg. No, I forgot oh, that part. Gosh. See, I remember Jason Lee and <laughs> I remember Donnie Wahlberg and uh, oh crap, what's his name now? Uh, was Liv Tyler in that one? I don't remember now. I'll get it. I'll find uh, it. Timothy Oliphant was in that. <laughs> and uh, uh, some red-haired guy, I think. The guy from, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a terrible adaptation. Oh, oh. from uh, um, Brothers, uh, Brothers in Arms? Or was it? Uh, Jason Lee. The World War Two. Donnie Wahlberg. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane was in it, yeah. Tom Sizemore was in it. <laughs> I'm ready to go! Uh, Band of Brothers guy. Damian Damian Lewis. Lewis. Was he in it? Yep. And Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan Freeman, you're in a bad movie. Jason Lee played a guy named Beaver. Yeah, well, Donnie Wahlberg played Dummets. Yes, he did. Uh, Blake, what's your number two? Uh, My number two was uh, Needful Things. Eh, wasn't too bad. I never saw it. I don't know why it's my number two. It just is. (laughs) I know why it's your number two. (laughs) Uh, What's your number one? My number one uh, should be on everybody's list, mm. as I, I thought this was a unanimous decision, would be the Shawshank Redemption. My number one favorite film of all time. Except for... What? Oh, except Jeff, for my list, because, because he's, not, he's the It would have been number one. That's right. But I decided I didn't want to three-way you get tie Shawshank. with number one. Every so. time Shawshank's on, you will have to watch it. So I made up my own number one. I got Shawshank into watching Armageddon today, this week. Yeah, you tweeted that, and I'm angry at you for it. Um, my question is... How, you can't get Shawshank into watching Armageddon, because you're supposed to turn it off right away. Armageddon did not have the greatest plan. No, it was no. stupid. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> 
you know, I'm a miner, and I'm telling you, you can't teach astronauts how to mine. We can, you can teach miners how to astronaut, though. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Makes yeah, sense. Sure, I could do They've that. They've only been working on this for eight months. You got two weeks. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Hey, I got Shawshanked with Love and Other Drugs. Oh, and I just Anne happened Hathaway. to turn it on, and, and Anne Hathaway's like naked. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's in that movie naked 40% of it. Like, I'm 40% like, of the movie is moly. naked. Yeah. My wife years ago wanted to go see that. Yeah. I said, sure, let's go. Let's go. And then and she, she said, realized why oh, you why were is, so. <laughs> why is your hand in your popcorn the entire time? Why is Pee Wee Herman next to you? <laughs> and then Jason had to wait about 15 minutes after the movie before he could stand up. <laughs> That's not butter on the popcorn. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my number one uh, worst adaptation mm-hmm. is uh, Lawnmower Man. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was so bad that Stephen King sued to have his name taken off. Did of he it. win? Yes. Wow. So it's not technically a Stephen King adaptation, <laughs> but it, the only thing it has in common is a title. That was Matthew Furrer, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Matt Furrer was. Uh, uh, he was in Stand. The stand. Yeah, but uh, he was uh, crap. Uh, Max Headroom is who you're thinking of, not the Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man and Max Headroom were not the same no, people. No, yeah, they're different. No, it was uh, Pierce Brosnan was the scientist. Jeff Ferry, F A H E Y, Jenny Wright, Jeffrey Lewis, and Austin O'Brien. Sure. Just like you. Thank you. And Fahey, I think, is how his name is. Oh, okay. Well, Fahey. until he comes on the show. Uh, or I'm wrong. But 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. That high. Yeah. Ooh. Well, honestly, the movie might have been better than the book. The book was about some guy who cut grass who killed people with a lawnmower. Really? Yeah. Oh. Made $32 million domestically yeah. on a $10 million budget. I saw it in the movie yeah. theater. Did you? But that's because after watching Austin Powers, or was Austin Powers? Or maybe it was Scooby-Doo. We watched mm-hmm. some movie and then snuck in to watch the you know, lawnmower man. Yeah. No, so I didn't actually pay to see it. Wayne's so. World was also out, too. So then it was Wayne's World. That you know, the, the one thing about Stephen King is, you know, he's got so much stuff out there. It's, it's almost like he would write a lot of the stuff and throw it against the wall and see what would stick. Yeah. Pretty much. Do you, would you agree? Yeah. It's like, I got this contract. I got to write five books. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And that's what I'll even say. So like the Shawshank Redemption, the movie's better than the book. Yeah, the book's short, too. It's mm-hmm. a short yeah. story, it's a, isn't it? It's a novella. Yeah. In the... Uh, well, one of the few I read that novella, it had The Body, which became Stand By Me, and uh, Apt Pupil, which they made a uh, movie of that I never saw the movie version of. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I do have some honoraries. Well, time out on Lawnmower Man, just some yeah. fun facts. Fun facts. Came out on VHS and LaserDisc on <laughs> August 26, 1992. LaserDisc? And I think it might have been the best-selling laser disc of all time. New Line released an unrated director's cut at 141 minutes on laser disc or VHS. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Too lazy to edit. It was released on VCD in 1996. I don't even know what that is. I what don't is need VCD. Uh, oh, VCD where you can download video that was CD. Like the video download. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was like video Compact downloads. Disc, digital video. It. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, how see. many VCD compact players. discs would you need to have to 
they like compress the, the film down. Yeah, you need yeah, a, that's called DVD. No, you but, would need a VCD player. Yeah, but like a real player. But I mean, there's just not a whole lot of space on a CD to I think fit a full movie. It's a home video format, and the first format for distributing films on standard 120 millimeter mm. optical discs is op- yeah. uh, adop- widely adopted in Southeast Asia, uh, and superseded the VHS and Betamax systems in the area. Okay. Does it say how many typical, how many movies uh, you could get on, or <laughs> how many discs it would take to put on a full movie? No. No. Uh, comply that, with the CDI that, bridge format. But that makes sense. When I did get bootleg movies, I had to download a VCD player. Now that I know that comes from Southeast Asia. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, you weren't bootlegging anything. No. I was just watching bootleg. I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. What's your uh, honorable mentions? I had, I put a lot of time into these honorable mentions. Go ahead. I wanted to share them before somebody stole them. Uh-huh. Uh, misery. Oh, I did like Misery. And there was The Stand. Yeah. 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 Uh, misery was pretty good. M- M- misery probably would have been my the fifth one on my list. Jim had some. He had The Mist, The Green Mile, Stand By Me, Needful Things, Shawshank Redemption, and uh, honorable mentions of the mis- of misery and the steam. Uh, let's see here. Doctor Good list. I like Jim's list. <laughs> yeah, solid list. Uh, doctor well, number one. Like better than mine. <laughs> doctor number one had the mist, uh, the Running Man, the Dead Zone movie, Shawshank Redemption, and number one, it and the Stand, the miniseries from the 1980s. Uh, Brian Hour. Had uh, only one on my list and usually forgotten, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> usually <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> Originally entitled Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. That was the title of the yep. uh, novella. And uh, let's see here. Um, sorry. Sorry. From Stork, Besotted Geek, Quitter. Uh, he had Shawshank, The New It, uh, Stand By Me, The Old Pet Cemetery, and Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I was surprised we didn't hear more Shinings, to be honest. Uh, I particularly didn't care for the movie. I didn't either. I think a lot of people did, so I was... Uh, let's see here. We also had from the Lilypot Standish, from the Lilypot at the Lilypot. Okay. A new one. A new listener. Love the Langoliers, as it was brilliant for novelty value, at least. Not going to lie, I like It's So Bad It's Brilliant movie, so that was a great adaptation for me. And it was, because of Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> yeah, he's one of your favorites for some reason. I do like him. I do like him. Uh, anyways, let's see what else we had. Uh, oh, that's all they had was the Langoliers? Oh, no, she also had The oh. Stand, Lonesome Death of Jordi Varel, which was part of the Creepshow television show. Ah. Creepshow. Was that the one with the moss? What? Well, Stephen King starred in his own Creepshow uh, first movie adaptation, the skit where the it was like the moss from outer space that started growing over everything, oh. and he touches it, and he starts turning yeah. into a moss man. Oh, I, I thought there might have been an outside chance you'd have Creep Show on your list. I do like Creep Show, but yeah. it's not. It's still not. So, it's uh, a little goofy. Sister Carolyn had Dolores Claiborne. Don't think this will make most lists, but I like the movie. Misery, The Shining, Stand by Me, and The Shawshank Redemption. Honorable mentions Green Mile and It, only because the story is not yet finished, the new one. Uh, and from Nisi at Nisi72, she had Christine, Pet Cemetery, the original, The Shining, the movie, not the TV version, uh, Carrie, the original, and It, the original, but my husband likes the new one better. So there you go. Uh, Jeff, what are you doing September 20th through the 22nd? 
I'm going to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Hell yeah, you are. Did you see who was just announced? I did. Joel State. Yes, from Firefly. So that's at least three Firefleans. Um, yes. That's that's the proper term? Yes, that's what I'm going, I'm okay. going with that. Uh, and who else is going to be there from Firefly? Uh, let me let me get this straight. Uh, Sean Mayer? My, my, mm-hmm. I can't pronounce his name. Alan I Tudyk. Apologize. I forgot Alan Tudyk. And, and? and Marina Bukharin. So four. 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 We need Jan. Uh, and Jane? Jane. Jane. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yeah, September 20th through the 22nd. Uh, take a look. Uh, a lot of big names are going to be announced here in the next couple weeks. Uh, so you can get your tickets there at CincinnatiComicExpo.com. Hobie will be there. We will. So uh, you can follow our page or Expo. Uh And before we head out, bad idea of the week, number 38. Not getting tickets to the Cincinnati Comic Expo this year because Firefly is going to be there, damn it. A lot of it. A lot of it. Love it. And lots of Star Wars characters, too. Blue Leader is there. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, hooligans, this is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now? The show about... Strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. <laughs> he, like, knocked him around a little bit, and he just kind of went limp, and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. John Fodd. Van Clam. John Fodd Van Clam was supposed to be the alien in Predator. Mm-hmm. And, like, did, like, a jump splits, and, like, ended up with his, like, bash right in the dude's face. <laughs> that, that's his like, move. Do I get the part? In our crazy lives. Like, oh, there's a cat on my back. And then all of a sudden I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, what are you doing? You can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications. Spotify. iTunes. Libsyn. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Your mamas. <laughs> and wherever else you find you, you, they have quality podcasts. <laughs> so don't miss out on the next Who the What Now? Addendum. Titles for the show. Oh, uh, what do I have? I have Are You Smelling My Hair? <laughs> I have Party Like It's 1999. I Can't Stand Up. I can't stand up. Uh, freak my father-in-law out. Speaking of asses and backdoor spider. I have made zero dollars. I'm an idiot. Uh, don't get on the plane. Like a seizure. And uh, the French prince. Jeff has a better list. I, do, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I really? Because I was a little disappointed at all my choices. I, I'll be honest. I did not bring my A-game for titles this week. Backdoor spider it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why can't you do backdoor spider? If we were on Pornhub, sure. <laughs> Eight legs. Uh, what was the other one? Freak my father-in-law out. Speaking of asses, Keep I going. can't stand up. I like that I can't stand up. Or are you smelling my hair? <laughs> there you go. Are you smelling my hair? You know, <laughs> by the time people get around to listening to this, he may have announced his presidency. Yes, Thursday. 
Roger said goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Hobie.